0: The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Your radio target is locked, and you have reached a strike point. Webmaster Radio stretches microphones across the Atlantic to bring you... Strike point Our expert and informative hosts will attack the search industry from Europe to the Americas and beyond. And now, webmaster radio.fm
1: presents Strike Point. <laughs> hello, hello, hello. It's Strike Point. We were slightly delayed because of. I want to put it down to Skype being silly and not everyone being online at the same time although we are were all on the line at the same time so hey we're here now so awesomeness um, as always I'm David Naylor and my co-host as normal is Mikkel DiNib and I don't think we have really prepared for a show quite like this one have we Mikkel? well
0: we actually have, <laughs> I think we've <laughs> oh, done similar
1: yeah. shows in the past, so we got
0: away with it before, so we're probably going to get away with it again today, so anyway, uh, yeah, we were, we were a little bit delayed, uh, I, could, I couldn't see you in the Skype system, and maybe the studio could not either, but, so I thought you were late, but um, apparently not, anyway, we're here now, and that's good, um, there's probably some news that's been going on last week. Yeah, at least one thing that I want to mention is our favorite, the Google Street View. It's, um, <laughs> I don't know how much of of news it is to all of you listeners out there because you're so, you so, you know, so much about all this. But um, it came up in the in the Danish news uh, at least, uh, pretty big um, on the fact that uh, Google Street View is not just taking pictures; uh, they're collecting all kinds of data as they drive around. And um, what just came out uh, last week here yeah, was that they, they, they also collect um, Wi-Fi data. So basically yeah. identifying any, any kind of network they can. And, and not only that, apparently they, 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 they at least that's what, what the story has been here, they, they collect detailed information about these Wi-Fi networks, not just... That there is a, a Wi-Fi network uh, of some kind, but but any any kind of details that they can grab from it, um, which of course you know, raise a lot of suspicions. Um, uh, about what are they going to use that for? Because I mean, right now it's not something that that um, that that the users have access to. But um, so what they intend to do with that, we don't know. Any suggestions?
1: Um, most probably going to link it all into Skyhook and Intel and better monitors wherever we are from space. That's what I'm going with anyway. <laughs> I don't know. They
0: may, you know, uh, they, they probably um, even collect more than than, than that data. Um, and, I mean, it, it, it does make sense that, that if, if they're going to send a car around the streets... Uh, why just make photos? Why not do other stuff? Collect all the other kinds of data. Why? Why they're out there?
1: These are um, these are the websites that this open MAC address is searching at this moment in time. Oh look, it's Dave Naylor. He's got a Skype port open. We're packet sniffing right now, and we can see he's talking to webmasterradio.fn.michaeldnip. You mean that sort of stuff? Yeah, I don't like that kind of. It's that's an invasion. In my well, opinion. <laughs> do you think so <laughs> yeah i kind of i mean the UK's looking into it it was germany that kicked it off to start off with wasn't it um you know what i mean and it's like it's i mean uh, and i Google gonna offer out like a net stumbler type service where it shows you all the open um wi-fi units in your neighborhood That'd be nice, I guess. Save having to drive around and doing all the uh, war driving. But it's... um, I don't know. I don't like it. I just don't... It's... I don't know. Sometimes it it gets a little bit... I don't know. I don't like it. It's as simple as that. There's not many things (laughs) that I... Seriously, there's not many things that I feel that... Ooh, I don't like that. You know what I mean? And, And this one's one of those ones that... I don't. You know what I mean? It's like... It's it's something without you know I mean the, you know that they'll either the use it internally or they'll bring it out to the masses. And I think bringing it out to the masses, that you know I mean that's bringing low tech stuff out to you know I mean high tech stuff out to low tech people. And I don't know, it's it's just I don't know, I don't like it. It Makes me feel and a little bit. Ugh.
0: Well, what I kind
1: of you know get get
0: get um, get most scared about is not so much the collection of, of all the individual data that they, you know, but they take a few pictures, that's maybe fine, you know. They identify some Wi-Fi networks, maybe that's okay for some use, I don't know. But then they collect this and that. And, and what, what what I'm afraid of is the combination of all this data and that too much of it end up in in the wrong hands at one time with the ability to analyze it and, and abuse it uh, because... I just, you know, seen in the past how much, I mean, if you have different data sets that you can cross-reference, I mean, you don't need that much data to extract a whole lot of knowledge about, well, basically the sum of the data you have. And and, and now with all this type of data, it's getting pretty close to, to, to personal data. And and once you start combining all that, you know, you, you, you're going to have uh, access to knowledge that, that. I may not think private companies should have, and um, and even even you know in Denmark we have we have pretty strong laws about how you can combine data. So it, it's been a big issue also, in like in public and legal issues that that the police cannot just look into, to for instance the taxing database or the social databases and and combine things and and so so it, it, it's been an issue because of course sometimes there are really you know stuff between those those databases that are, that are important to coordinate in, in order to stop crimes or whatever you know um, but, but it's you know we have really strong laws against those things exactly because the combination of all kinds of data can be really um, dangerous um, but now you know we have these private companies like Google that are just grabbing so much data um, that, that and, and, and combining it all we, we don't know what kind of, of combinations, extractions, aggregations whatever they do to it um, it's really out of control of, of any you know uh, uh, public uh, authorities, uh, and especially in in Denmark, you know where they 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 they, um, they don't even the service from Denmark. So so I'm not even sure how how much they they respect laws here. We had it. We've been talking about it before that they they are actually probably violating some laws in Denmark, but it's really, really difficult to go after them because it, it, it's got to be an individual case and it, individuals that have to go after them one by one, and it, it's, it's just not worth it. Um, it's really difficult to get get a principal case out of it. Um, anyway, <coughs> I think that's enough wrapping about the
1: street view for this week. <laughs> probably going to talk about it again. <laughs> As in, like, every week? Um, yeah, it, it is. It's a bit of a weird one. Um, like I say, I, it's... The way that I see it, I guess, is that if they grabbed Mac address on the way, right, it's like, what other stuff are they doing that we don't find out about? I mean, stuff, the, the data that the, the, they don't leak out or information that... <clears throat> The press don't pick up on it and stuff like that. You know, it's I don't know. It's it's a bit weird really. Um you know what I mean, so oh well, we'll see. Um I've just something's just popped up here. The uh Google launches online video rental service. Isn't this something they've tried before and failed at? Um Google's popular online streaming service, YouTube, has launched its very own online video rental service. The scheme which was released on a 10-day trial basis earlier this year allows users to rent Hollywood movies and episodes of popular TV shows for periods ranging of 24 to 72 hours. Videos cost 99 cents up to 3.99. It's only available in the US at the moment. Google hasn't said whether it's going to be available in the UK. But I'm damn sure they, didn't, they did this before, didn't they, with Google um, Video.
0: No, I can't remember if they did that with Google Video. And um, I'm not even sure what what's going to happen with Google Video.
1: It's it's it doesn't really seem to get that much attention. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, but, uh, but, but I mean, obviously, that they've got a massive marketplace um, with YouTube. Um, it'd be interesting to see how it'll uh, all come together. I guess you know what I mean. It's like if they are going to do this whole video and video leasing, I can see people like Netflix for one getting a little bit bent out of shape over that one Uh, you know what I mean, it's like again, they can be, Google's a very disruptive company you know what I mean, it's like they don't tend to walk into an industry and go hey, you know what I mean, it's like we're gonna be more expensive than everybody else in the world, we're gonna be cheaper than anybody else in the world (laughs) You know what I mean? It's like, so I think that's that's what shocked me the most about the Nexus One mobile as well. Uh, It's like, apparently, uh, Vodafone's going to start selling Nexus One mobile phones now. um, But apparently, the only way to get out of them is on a 35 quid a month contract. And it's a two year contract. So if you're not happy with the Nexus One, you're going to be stuck with it for two years. Ooh, don't like that one at all. Um, well, they're you know, not going to
0: get away. They're not going to get away with that in Denmark. There's a, there's a limit here. Uh, currently, it's uh, six months for private um, for private uh, subscriptions. So, really? Uh, yeah, they cannot. They, they by law they cannot uh, type uh, uh, private users into more than six months.
1: Oh, I love that.
0: They're trying to push uh, it. Of course, industry is trying to push it to twelve months, which they would. Much more more preferred, but uh, so far um, it has been stuck on, on, on six months. I kinda, you know, from a consumer point of view, I kind of like it. Um, it. It makes it very flexible. Of course, I mean, you pay, of course, you end up paying a little more uh, to, to the contribution back to the to the phone you're getting, but yeah, who cares? You pay for the phone anyway. <laughs> no matter how you put it, you're going to pay for the phone anyway.
1: Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, that's it. It's like, I mean, I'm quite happy now to, I've got my sim you know what I mean I'm quite happy to basically upgrade when it comes along and if I don't like the upgrades available you know what I just go buy out something totally different um, and I'm quite happy with that um, it looks like there's been another incident on the net again of people letting Google in where it's not supposed to be and this time it's uh, Biply it accidentally revealed its users' credit card details Oops. Um now Bliply had gone pretty much under the radar to me apart from the fact that it had some quite high profile backers um Evan Williams from Twitter, Jason Calacanis and Sequoia Capital. So there's a bit of egg on people's faces there. Um and the problem was with the credit card details of five users were found on Google last week. Doesn't mean that there wasn't hundreds more. We know that when Google uh gets into here, you know, gets into a website, it really goes crazy and what happened was a site accidentally published raw data in the um, HTML code for half a day in February and it thought the data was harmless until someone noticed an airline confirmation numbers in it and patched patched the problem uh, pretty much straight away and until last Friday um, VentureBit found their card on there so basically Bippley hadn't even realised that Google had indexed a site during that half a day, are you stupid, Biply? It's like don't you look at your analytics, your logs, don't you know where Google's going? Oh that's, silly old me that's most probably Calcanus' touch of like you don't need SEOs on the game, it's like oh, idiot um, you know what I mean, so it's kind of like Make sure things are secure, and if they, <laughs> if and if there is a problem, for God's sake, make sure that Google hasn't got in there and taken the data, because they don't mess about. You know what I mean? It's like you leave a little bit open of the, of your network, and they'll be in like billio. Um, so a little bit of a mistake there, but hopefully the Google is very, very, very. This is one thing that I will say for Google: if you email them um, and say this has happened and I've got a whole world of pain landing on my doorstep right now due to the fact that, well, basically you've indexed all these credit cards and this is the URL string. If you follow the instructions that they will give you via email, I can pretty much guarantee that within... Ten minutes; those will be disappeared out of the data centers, um, which is a nice thing to be able to happen. Obviously, you need to have the right email addresses, um, but you know, I mean, go to enough conferences, you will pick up those email addresses. So that that's one thing that Google is good at. Um, if it's data that you feel that hey, you know, what I mean, I just don't want that data on there, um, then that's a different matter. But if it's <laughs> if it's user data. That makes things very kind of like uh, itchy, scritchy for people out there. Then, but the problem, you know,
0: the problem, the problem with this sort of data is not just Google and, and the other search engines, uh, which, by the way, may not have as fast responses to this. Uh, but it's also the fact that that any visitors that have gone to these pages now have a, a most likely have a cached version in the browser cache, and and anybody with any kind of interest in this of course, grabbed a, a, a copy instantly. I mean, the, the, the thing is, once stuff like this gets on the web, it, 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 there's no way for you to know the, the, the type of distribution it, it, it's got. There's, you know, there's simply not a centralized way to backtrack whoever got a copy of that. Uh, I mean, it's probably theoretically possible, but <laughs> realistically, I don't see uh, any, any, any police resources or anything uh, doing that. Um, so yeah, I mean, once uh, uh, you put it out there, uh, it, it's it's like putting a drop of water in the sea, and then and then trying to take back that drop of water. Uh, yeah. <laughs> you, you can probably, you know, if you take enough water, and you probably will get that drop of water back, but it's just no way to know. <laughs> so you know, the, the the real solution for this is is basically for for everybody to get more aware of of of, of how the publish stuff. There's so many ways that. I mean, sensitive stuff should just never be anywhere close to uh, a public web service, you know, no matter how you put it. I've seen so many uh, examples. The last example I saw in Denmark was a lot of uh, uh, what do you call social security numbers here in Denmark. They just you know, cover even more than social security numbers, too, so they're even more sensitive. But there was a, a, in a spreadsheet... Well, it wasn't actually in the part of the spreadsheet that you could see by default because they, they had the spreadsheet was based on was basically some charts showing some some statistics from 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 different uh, people, and uh, but what they forgot is that that if you view that spreadsheet as in text, uh, you can see the numbers behind the charts, and in the numbers behind the charts were all the social security numbers, the data the data sheet for the for the charts, um. So, I mean, they, they you know, just assumed that it wasn't accessible just because you, you don't see it when you just go and see the charts, but things like that, and there's like probably 10 million other ways that you can forget about, you know, uh, that, that the data is actually there, even though you think it, it isn't. <laughs> um, anyway, I think it is probably time to take a quick break um, to present our sponsors. I'm going to start a little late, but um, you should miss, miss out on the sponsors. So if you stay with us for just a couple minutes, we're going to be back again. So please welcome our sponsors.
1: Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. of the Elite Publishers. XY7 Elite is not for everyone, as you need to be accepted and maintain volume requirements. Think you've got what it takes to be Elite? Go to www.xy7elite.com or call 702-216-4000. 702-216-4000. Did you know
0: 99designs is a leading marketplace for graphic design on the Internet? Did you know 99designs connects you to a community of over 35,000 designers who Compete to do the best work for you. Ninety-nine designs allows you to post projects for logo design, web page design, T-shirt design, and more.
1: Did you know?
0: Ninety-nine designs projects need an average of over seventy different design options for a price that you set. Ninety-nine designs. When designers compete, you win.
1: Charles, come on up and tell us about the great ROI we're getting from Revenue
0: Thank you. Since I signed
1: up with RevenueWire, conversions have increased dramatically. RevenueWire has an integrated shopping cart called SafeCart that offers highly accurate sales tracking, boosting our conversions through the roof. And now that they've added multiple international currencies to SafeCart, we're looking forward
0: to seeing significant increases in our overseas sales of PC utility software from LavaSoft, PC Tools, Parada logic and AvonQuest. With up to 75% commission, real-time sales tracking, free in-depth sales analytics and reporting tools, campaign optimization resources and now weekly payments for top performing affiliates, our sales are
1: climbing higher and higher. Thanks to RevenueWire. Find out more at RevenueWire.com Life Tips Making your life smarter better, faster, wiser. Wednesdays at 4pm Eastern, 1pm Pacific or on demand anytime inside the entertainment channel only on webmasterradio.fm now, back to Strike Point. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Here's your host. Hi and welcome back to part 2 of Strike Point. Um so it's conference season again. <laughs> <laughs> it seems to be all year round now. <laughs> <laughs> Um but there's a couple of big shows coming up. Uh yeah. SMX London. Are you doing SMX London? Yeah. Yeah, I'm obviously I'm not because I'm doing affiliates for you in Munich, which is uh, it's almost a back to back, isn't it? Unfortunately. Yeah, uh,
0: I got in, I got an invitation to speak at uh, A for You Munich uh, but I think it's gonna be hard for me uh, with the timing, um I have to figure that out for sure this week um yeah I, I you know it's as we talked about before there's so many conferences now it's impossible to go to all of them but um i like i like s m x and s e i s shows've done a lot of them um so yeah i'm doing uh s m x in uh, london uh, coming up in a few weeks uh i think there's still tickets so if you go and check it out on the website you should go there it's it's an s m x advanced um and at least the uh, the sessions that i'm 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 doing, uh, they are on the more advanced side of it, so um, hopefully there's going to be a lot more sessions like that. I think there are. So if you're interested in the more advanced side of SEO, this might be a good show to go to. Anyway, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm speaking again on um, on a really interesting panel about uh, reputation management uh, as one of the sessions, which I, you know, I'm actually spending more and more time on, on, on that issue with more and more clients. I don't know if, if you're seeing an increase in, I would say, not only the more dramatic types of cases where there's really something bad that needs to be cleaned up, but also a more broad and, and general interest in the subject. Um, there's still not enough companies that are investing enough money into managing their reputation in search and at least monitoring it. Because, I mean, that, that is to me still the first step that so many companies and more brand aware companies, uh, I mean, a lot of a lot of small companies may not have to, to focus so much on, on, on that aspect. But if you're very brand focused, it could also be if you as a person, if you have a strong personal brand, I mean, you've got to monitor what goes on in search around your name. Um, if you have, of course, other brands, you, you really, really should start doing the first thing, uh, that first step about it. And, um, I kind of you know worked over the over the last couple of years out some, um, I think pretty good ways of doing it because like so many other things in search, getting a clear answer in on how good or how bad is my reputation in search today. And is it better than it was yesterday or is it worse? Uh, and how you know is it compared to what it was a couple of months ago? Those simple questions are really difficult to answer when it comes to search because it's so complex. So what I did is I worked out a, a you know pretty simple way of, of of course starting out looking at what what are the keywords that you want to monitor. Of course that's the key to it, but then uh, taking in um, all the results. Usually I look at top 30. You know if that's usually what the client wants to look at, but sometimes even deeper. And then take all the results in and then I rate them on a simple five scale as uh, one being, being really, really bad and five being really, really good. And then two of course being a little bit bad and four being uh, a little bit good. And then three in the middle being, being um, neutral. And then I rate all the different results uh, to get an overview of, of exactly what results are, are hurting and how much they're hurting. And then based on that, I can also, if, if, that's what the client want. We can calculate a total uh, you could keep call it, you know, kind of a brand search brand score that, that takes all the different numbers across the different engines into account to try and calculate and a weighted average um you could call it and, and, and that you can use to compare between the different uh, testings of, of of your of your brand reputation. If you do it once a month or once a quarter, whatever you want to do. But I think a lot more companies should start engaging in this kind of, of monetization of the reputation. And of course, next, they need to build strategies on how to improve it. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense to monitor it if, you, if you're not actually doing anything about it. But do you, <laughs> see, uh, do you see a trend in, in that direction as well uh, in, in, in the UK market that more companies seem to be more interested in this at least?
1: Yeah, I mean, th- the big issue is, I think, in the UK market is that it's heavily manipulated, if that makes sense. Um, And there's a lot of people out there doing bad things that maybe they shouldn't be doing, Um, but they are. And what's happening is that, and I don't mean like the companies are doing bad things, it's marketeers are doing bad things. And it's like, hmm, something's going to have to come down quite heavily on this. And it seems to be almost, you've got, I don't want to say it's the same companies, but you've got companies that are doing reputation management, are pushing bad reputation out and then pushing good reputation in to push the bad reputation down and then boosting the bad reputation to bring it back up. And there seems to be this whole cycle of, look, if you don't keep paying, these guys are going to kick your ass and we're going to have to keep doing this. And it's like, the more they, you know, it's like, why are these guys actually doing this? And it's like, you look and you go, I, it doesn't make any sense for me. You know what I mean? It's like I was called in to have a look at some reputation issues for a company, and I'm like, this doesn't make any sense to me. You know what I mean? It's like this person, that is, I mean, what they were doing is using like Yahoo Answers, um, which is like a real pain in the ass because it's like even though I've got friends out there that I can call upon, it's like it's really hard to prove whether user-generated content was done badly, you know what I mean, it was like, did they do this on purpose, and I mean, what's happening now is you've got users on Yahoo Answers that have built up quite a bit of authority, um, and what's happening is you go to these guys and say, hey look, I'll give you 200 quid, this is the question how I want you to ask it and phrase it, and I will sign up and I will answer the question, and then you select that and then lock it off, and before it even gets indexed, you, you know what I mean, it's the question's closed it's it's a closed format you've got all the like the wow power of yahoo answers and you've got this like why you know mean almost like I don't know, why is Mikkeldenib and David N- Naylor's radio show so p- poor and weak on content? Are these guys really professionals or just idiots? And then you'll get an answer it's like, Well, I know these two guys personally and they're both idiots and it's like no one should ever trust them and it's locked down and it's like so you don't even have a right to appeal and there's no way of removing that. Throw a few links into it and all of a sudden he, it'll be number two for like David Naylor and Mickel didn't he? We should actually close that down a bit then Mikkel, actually. Now i thought about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, you mean? know the
0: thing is, the, the thing is I, I hate that as well. You know, we, fortunately enough, you know, I mean, we do have a a, a bunch of, of community-based sites in Denmark as well that the people post different kinds of shit to. But I don't really see that as being the biggest problem because I think those are quite easy because... Since it is community-driven, that is what, 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 what these guys are abusing in the first place. So it's really not that difficult, I think, to abuse it back again. I mean, if, if I, I, and of course, I mean, you shouldn't have to do this. <coughs> I don't think it's right that it's going on. But as a defense, as, as a practical defense for a brand-conscious uh, company, what can they do? Well, they can, they can do the same thing that the bad guys are doing. They can just make sure that there's some positive things in these communities that basically are better optimized and have more backlinks. <laughs> uh, yeah. and, and that way push it uh, away in, 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 instead of that, that bad uh, posting. I think what what's more difficult uh, is actually, uh, and that's what I see most of the time, more prominent medias like like regular and respected newspapers and news sources and, and respected uh, and well-established blogs and stuff like that. Uh, where where you cannot go in and just just add some more content to that site because we don't have access to that, um, so so that makes it often a little more difficult.
1: Yeah, I mean, well, it's it depends if the if it's re, you know, what I mean, it's it depends what you class as negative press. I mean, if the the number two article for your name. Um, was you out in a drunken night out with me and spending 10,000 corona or whatever, euro or pound notes or dollars. Uh, you know what I mean? It's, pff, so what? You know what I mean? It's like that to me isn't really that bad a press. Classification, <laughs> you know class- classification of search results is always a
0: subjective uh, matter. But, but the way that, that I do it is that, that a lot of the listings is what I call neutral. You know, they may yeah. be, you know, likely positive or likely negative, but it's so little that, that I just, they, they, they just don't really harm you and they don't really do much good for your brain anyway. So they're neutral. And that's typically the majority that are just around neutral. Then you have all the ones that are a little bit negative and a little bit positive. And those ones I'm usually not very concerned with. The ones that I'm really concerned with are the ones that I give uh, uh, a negative two vote, so very negative uh, uh, side. Those are those are the ones that that we really need to deal with uh, usually. Um, yeah. But, it's, I mean, it's subjective uh, because uh, – and it's also very, very related to the brand. I mean, because it wouldn't hurt your brand, the David Naylor brand, that, uh, that number two listing was David Naylor is out in town again and having fun and dancing on the table. You know, <laughs> if you still had clothes on, uh, you know, at least, so that, that, wouldn't, that wouldn't be bad for your brand. It may be really bad for, for another, for a banker's brand or, or, or investment guy or something, you know, uh, some serious guy, not a creative guy like us. Um, so, I mean, it, 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 what, what is really bad for your brand depends so much on, on your actual brand.
1: Yeah, I uh, totally. agree.
0: But I think we all know when we see those things that you know it, it, the, the the type of things that I've been a lot involved in is is business people that uh, at some point in their business career got in 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 some kind of relationship with someone that later turned out to be a crook, uh, you know things like that where where you were just remotely connected to to someone at a point. And then later on in life, they they turn out crooks. And then when when the press and everybody writes about all this stuff, you know, they 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 they, um, they you're going to be part of that story because you, you know yeah. you're part of the history of some you know some some weird way, even though you did nothing wrong ever. You know, you you you're still going to be part of that whole interest in 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 that in that particular person. And 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 those kind of things, you know, can be really really hurtful because that 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 may be you know. Legitimately, sides of, of what you've done in the past that you may not wanna wanna highlight that much.
1: No, I totally agree, and it's I, and it's. I suppose those sort of things are hard. Uh, well, are very hard to kind of like stop. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, and from no fault of your own. You know what I mean? It's like, but it, it is hard to stop. Um, how you? But I mean, again, do we have a responsibility to not quash that?
0: Well, I I think it it it's, I've been asked that a lot by the press, who's had an increased interest in this subject as well in Denmark, and a lot of them are like, oh, but where's your where's your um, where's your limit? What what would you do? What wouldn't you do? And, and I'm kind of like, I see myself in in that role. More as a as a as a lawyer or a good uh, uh, PR manager, uh, my job is not to kill uh, um, the 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 free speech right that 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 people that may even disagree with my client uh, have they, they they have the right to speak, but we also have the right to speak, um, and 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 there's there's you know maybe maybe we can speak a little louder, maybe. Um, Maybe we can make sure that 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 our part of the story gets out there a little more, a little better, a little more prominent than the other side of it. This, you know, so many people. But we, them. I mean,
1: but we really do have the power to control that like top ten. You know what I mean? It's like if you go if you go for
0: actively about it, yeah, you do. I mean, that that's one. That's really my next step. I haven't really come to that with most companies uh, that I've been dealing with, but ideally. I think for your most prominent brand terms, you should be dominating search. I think it's what we've been referring to earlier on StrikePoint as a a tailgating strategy. I mean, if you have really important keywords, you should not just be number one. You should in some way or another control the majority of top 10 or top 20 listings. I mean, if you search for my own name, if you search for that uh, single word, I would say most of the listings in the top 10 or top 20 is something that I directly or indirectly have some kind of a control over. So at least, you know, it's something that I can be pretty sure is not going to be very bad for me. Um there are of course, you know, maybe one or two listings in the top twenty where people have expressed some 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 stuff about me, you know, maybe they don't like me or what I said about a certain subject or something. But it's not even stuff that I would call very harmful. But the the point is that the majority of, of top listings because I, I optimised my brand across so many different uh, communities and so many different uh, companies and stuff um, that 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 it's it's natural that 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 yeah. my
1: name on all these sites appears top. Um, well, it's the same as me, isn't it? If you search for. Nailers, much more of. I a, a, mean, people don't. There's millions of nailers out there, so I'm not really that p- particularly bothered about it. But if you were to search for like Dave Nailer, you know what I mean? It's like um, where we at the moment. You've got my blog, you've got my root tld, my blog, my Twitter stream, my tools. dot david a subdomain on David SEO S E O P S and my LinkedIn profile. Then Bronco. Yeah, I've got eight, which really I do control. They are, you know what I mean, it's my LinkedIn profile, it's, my, you know what I mean, it's everything's mine.
0: But it's also like, some of the things that turn up for my name is like the bio uh, pages on the conference uh, websites. They, yeah. They, the conference websites are usually very prominent and my bio page that turns up for my names. I, I'm not in direct control because I'm not the publisher of it, but you know, I gave the bio to the, <laughs> to the conference people and they have no interest. In putting anything bad up about me because I mean, they, they are, I'm one of the speakers on their conference. So it's very, usually very flattering what they, what they put up. Um, and pages like that are, are perfect to, to, um, to tailgate your, your brand. Uh, anything like that that's either neutral or just likely positive is, is perfect to do that. But, but right. it's not something that you establish from one day to another. We all know how difficult it can be to just rank for one keyword. In the top ten, but now we're talking about ranking for ten or twenty keyword, or ten or twenty websites for the for the same keywords. Uh, but it's definitely doable for your for your primary uh, brands. Anyway, I think we need to oh, take yeah. a quick break before we go into the last couple minutes of the show. Uh, we talked so much today, and we didn't even prepare that much, so our sponsors <laughs> are having a hard time getting through. So um, we need to bring them in now and then because they are paying for the show to be free. So uh, Please welcome our sponsors. We will be back in a couple of minutes.
1: Sit tight and don't move. Strike point. We'll be back after this short break. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Find out how The Jar Group can work for you at thejargroup.com. That's thejargroup.com. The Jar Group, online marketing with measurable results.
0: AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage.
1: AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. How would you like to not ever have to deal with a gatekeeper again? Can't find the direct contact for the decision maker? Stop calling the main directory. Because now there's lead researcher from eGrabber the one-stop source for finding contact information online eGrabber finds email addresses or lets you find people with their email address just look up a company name and eGrabber gives you a complete list of names IDs email addresses and phone numbers that you need fast think of the time that you'll save with lead researcher learn more about lead researcher at www.egrabber.com slash wmr that's eGrabber.com slash wmr (laughs) Shit. <laughs> Mobile marketing, I think this is finally the year that it's really, really going to take off. Ready to learn to be a mass marketing mastermind? You're seeing more and more companies emerging into it, companies getting into WAP programming as well, and figuring out different ways to do transactions over the phone. You're about to get schooled on how to be inboxed. There's so many web-enabled phones now and smartphones out there, it only makes sense. 30 million searches a month on Google off your cell phone. There's definitely some very large opportunities out there for smart marketers that know what they're doing. Inboxed, Wednesday at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Now back to Strike Point, only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here's your host. Hi, and welcome back to the final part of the show. You got the rock and roll voice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got a lot of echo there as well. I was like, oh, my God, what's going on? Um, I didn't know what I was trying to do then. <laughs> I think <laughs> it's normal.
0: Oh, just uh, <laughs> having
1: fun. Um,
0: you just sent me a search result for a site colon answers yahoo.com uh, space scam. Um, seems to be... <laughs> what is it like? I get 212,000 results uh, <laughs> on that one. <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot yeah. of, uh, and a lot of it looks like it's been
1: very, very. Um,
0: let me just manipulated.
1: That. Yeah, seriously, Yahoo answers it, it annoys me honestly because Yahoo to me Yahoo answers is the one that it's the one that I find the hardest to move because it's such a trusted domain. You know what I mean? It's like it's like wow, where the hell? Do we even start from this one? Because it's like if that's number two. I mean, I've seen these sort of ones outranking um, the real domains, and you look and you think, "Oh bloody hell, why would people do this?" <laughs> but you know what I mean. And and that's you know what I mean. And that's this to me. That's the scam that is there at the moment. You know what I mean? It's like, and it really is. You know what I mean? It's like you pay someone who's got a good account at Yahoo. Um, you know I mean one of the answers guys, and basically bing bang, boom, away you go um yeah, and I mean it's bit- not that
0: I'm saying it's 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 right that it's happening it it shouldn't be happening and in, and 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 in 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 a perfect world, there would be a complaint uh, system with Yahoo that was easy to use, and that would uh, eventually remove the stuff that that are so obviously just put there to harm somebody else. You know, it's it's, yeah. it's 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 used as a weapon by some. Uh, but that is not the case with Yahoo Answers. That's not the case with a lot of communities. Um, we have a little stricter laws and stuff like this in Denmark, that we have so many laws here. So if it's a Danish community, it's a little easier to attack it. But so many communities are outside your own jurisdictions, like Yahoo is in, in the US, and, and it becomes so difficult for you to deal with it from, from, from that legal point of view. In that case, I think, to me, Yahoo have made a decision not to uh, police, that, uh, police that community very, uh, very well. And in that case, that makes it, to me, an open target. So if, if, if I would do exactly the same with, with Yahoo Answers as I've done to other communities that, that where, where there's no other way to do it, is to go in and use the same tactics to, um, to, put, to, to fuel some positive stuff in there and link build it. I haven't actually been dealing much with Yahoo Answers because mostly recently been been local companies I've been dealing with uh, reputation stuff on. Um, but have you been trying to do that with um, with uh, Yahoo Answers?
1: I've I've got a Yahoo Answers problem at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Editing, a uh, that, that's definitely
0: what that's definitely what I would try and do. Put another uh, uh, do the same thing that that these guys are doing. Uh, put up, uh, uh, use different p- p- people in different profiles to p- put up the kind of question you want, and get the right the answer you want, and close it down, and and basically do the same thing, build a few links to it, um, and then have that one turn up instead of uh, the other one when you search for that particular brand that you are trying to protect. Um, it should it should it should work. It it, it I mean it's worked uh, for me and other uh, communities so. I don't see why my. You know, the the only problem may be if they have done multiple uh, listings and and multiple listings actually turn up in search results. I, haven't, yeah. I, I don't know if they do that with with um, Yahoo Answers, but in that case it's theoretically it's it's still be pretty much the same. It's just a lot more work.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah, and so it is, uh, and
1: that's you know, what I mean, it's like the problem is, is that. Then you're in that whole freaking thing of like i mean we, we've actually even started now like trying to track down the people that posted the bad ones and just saying, "Hey, how about we just give you a thousand quid?" I shouldn't say that really should I because like, no i'm I'm putting the value on this um you know what I mean, and it's like just delete them all, you know what I mean, or I'll buy your account off you for five grand." <laughs>
0: Yeah, but yeah, and again, you know, that's that's not really any guarantee that they're going to stop with uh, what they're doing. And they, they, you know, then maybe their sister's going to go on and their brother there. Yeah,
1: but I at least know. you've got at least you've got the authority that is taken away. You know, what I mean, from their profile. I mean, because that's the key. It's not just that I mean, if I signed up to the Yahoo Answers um, bad one and then signed up as a different user and did the answer. That's not going to rank as good as someone that has got a, you know I mean, a good author, has got a, a bit of equity going, flowing around them, um, you know what I mean? Because you can game Yahoo Answers to get equity moving around your profile and into the other areas and stuff like this. Um, so, it's just, But, but it's just,
0: I, would, I would just kind of assume, as I said, I haven't been doing this in uh, particular with, with Yahoo Answers, but with other community sites, I would just still assume that it's just a question of compensating with enough external link. I mean, I- I- if you have a weak profile um, that, that don't benefit from all the internal networks or friendships or whatever, you know, system the community have, uh, you should theoretically, again, be able to make up for that with enough external links. Because that yeah. should eventually outrank whatever internal uh, benefit uh, you, you may have. Um, but again, it's it's not that I'm saying these that it's okay it's going on. It's not. I mean, it's 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 um, it's uh, it's a lot of wasted resources. Um, but again, you could say the same thing about all kinds of damages that have done to your brand. If you if you're brand aware, if if you are building important and valuable brands. That is what you need to do. I mean it's not just the internet, okay, the problem with this is probably even worse on 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 the internet um, but it's um, it's nevertheless the same basic issue. you need to protect your brand and you need to build your brand and and there's just not enough people that protect their brands online right now but hopefully more more, more companies will come around anyway. I'm going to talk a lot more about that on SMX Advanced in London, so if, we, if anybody out there have an interest in this, you should definitely go there and see that session. So a lot of other, a couple of other really good speakers in that.
1: So, and uh, I'm not going to talk about that at a for, for u M- Munich. I'm going to talk about how to increase your organic search conversions. Ta-da. That's it then. Very, very good. Okay. So I think we've run out of time. Um Bye, everybody. Yeah. Bye, Bert. See you next week.